This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love bras were developed using thousands of real women's measurements. Women like me and not Matthew. And they range in sizes from double A to G, including half cup sizes, which I know that you have purchased for your wife. I did, in fact. Yes, they, they sent me one and uh, and the lace balconette style, a, uh, a half size uh, fit her perfectly and she's very happy with it. She told me to say, just like the 24-7 t-shirt bra, you can wear it all day and never think about it. Wow, that is quite a strong endorsement. Third Love stands behind their products so much, they're willing to let our listeners like you Try a bra from their 24-7 t-shirt collection or this lace balconette. Anything we to- with 24-7 in the name, which is a lot of different styles, cool. let me tell you. So you can try this free. Just pay $2.99 for shipping. So go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started today. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about arugula. I, I, don't, I, I just know, realized, I, just I just got very that, self-conscious as I started to say the word. I was just realizing that I think when I first like learned this word, I think I thought it was like arugula. I heard people pronounce it like arugula, caligula, arugula, that And I kind think of I've said it arugula, but I think I've also said arugula. Is- really? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know now. Arugala. I maybe what if we've been pronouncing every Ar- single Arug- topic Arugula. we've ever done wrong? What if it's not marshmallows, it's marshmallows, <laughs> for example. Yeah. What other things have we done recently? You know, I happen to know that as a teenager, I once mispronounced Endeavor and pronounced it... Endeavor? No, Endeavor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, I I guess everyone has this experience where you think you know how to pronounce a word and then like as it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, wait a minute, I don't know if this is right. Or like, like a word you've only read and haven't said, maybe? I referred to myself the other night. I was really tired. I referred to as myself Moly. as acting like an automaton. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my girlfriend was like, what's that? And I was like, well, I, I think you know, you've probably seen it in print before. Well, it turned out she knew the word that I had said. There but, you go. But she thought that I said tomaton. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I've never heard of automaton. Oh, automaton is a, is a um, robotic tomato. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, it's something we didn't need to invent because uh, it doesn't really do anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's delicious. It's and, juicy. And it screams when you eat it. Uh, <laughs> but in like a very robotic way, like uh, exactly. It's one of those instances where in, in, how would you know, Siri scream if Siri could scream? <laughs> Because I'm imagining a robot automaton. <laughs> no, I screaming like Siri. Like it would have a voice that sounds like Siri, but if it screamed when you ate it, well, it would be like. Eh. The thing, right? Exactly. The thing about Siri is, is her lack of affect. So yeah. I think. Uh, do you, Do you have the original uh, like American female voiced Siri? Yes. Because I changed mine to Australian. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't, I don't know I don't, where I'm going with this. I don't talk to mine very often. I uh, yeah, pretty much I only either. use it to like tell her to set a timer for me. Yeah, the, the, yeah, me too. And like, uh, or like remember to something when I get home. Oh, and then what happens to that? Oh, you get a little uh, notification when you get home. Really? Whatever the, like, so I could be like, Siri, remind me to take the beef out of the fridge? Yeah, remind me to take the beef out. But what, how does she know when you get home? Uh, geolocation. I've never tried all this. Uh, try all of this. See, the thing, um, I'm glad we started talking about this because the thing I was then going to admit <laughs> is that actually um, I then changed my Siri to Japanese, which is the most pretentious thing I could have done. Um, it, no, actually the most pretentious thing is if you changed it to French. You're right. Yeah. Did you? No. Did you? No. Mine's American English. Well, I mean, I know that's what you said, but um, I I briefly changed my Google Maps voice to boy band. I think. Oh. Where it sings everything. <laughs> I didn't know that was Turn an option. Right or we're, whatever. We're both like learning that. a lot today okay. about our phones. And now let's get back to talking about Arugrugla. So I understand we both went to the dentist this morning. Again, this has nothing to do with the topic yeah, of the so show. Yeah, so a little bit of a tragedy. I got a postcard from my dentist office like a month ago telling me they were moving. Uh, oh, no. And I don't know whether the wording of the postcard was unclear or whether I'm just maybe just not not as smart as I like to think I am. <laughs> but anyway, somehow I thought today was the first day at their new office, oh. but instead it was the last day at the old office. Oh, so you went to the new office and it was the... still like a bombed out hole in the ground? Exactly. I went to the new office. I was wandering around, could not find a door that was labeled my dentist. There was no door labeled my <laughs> exactly. dentist. And anyway, I called them and they were like, oh yeah, today's the last day at the old office. And I was like, great, I need to reschedule. I'm so upset now because I thought we had this bond that we were both going to be sitting in the dentist chair, like thinking of each other <laughs> across town. No. I have to have a filling replaced. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tearing up a little bit. <laughs> so I'm choking on toffee. Um, you have to have a filling replaced. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the noise I made when they showed me the picture of the filling that's, that's like, falling <laughs> out. <laughs> so, yeah, they have this new thing now at my dentist. They're always, I, I think... I don't know if it's dentists in general or just my dentist is like a total gearhead and always like wants to get the new dental Who's, who's thing. your dentist? Larry Adato DDS, uh, the exceptional smile experience. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do, your teeth do look pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's all it's all due to him. I'm gonna no, it's due I'm to my, my dentist, hygienist. Actually, oh, you should go to Larry Adato DDS. The the hygienists are great. Yeah, I I have Amanda. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, so she, she pulled out like a new thing that I'd never seen this time, which was a camera that you, that on a stick that you stick in your mouth so you can take pictures of dental issues. 
so she so she could show me my own filling and why it needed to be replaced. Isn't that what cell phones are for? I when she said <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of that, the, of course the thing that came to mind was oh she's just going to pull out her phone and stick her phone in my mouth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then I was surprised when that's not what I, happened. I can imagine her being like, okay, so so bite down gently, you know, because that's when your cheeks are the most relaxed when you're sort of when you're just like like this relaxing. That's when they're most relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> like like a neutral neutral expression. Okay. I, I have can one we more. Talk qu- about <laughs> I have one more question about dentists. Then yeah. maybe we can talk about a yeah. Um Does your dentist work on Friday? Uh, no. Okay. What the heck is the deal what? with dentists? They just never work. Um, do no dentists work on Friday? I don't know what the deal Unless is. Unless it's and an my, emergency. And my dentist only works till like four p.m. or something. I want to know how this came about. Like, did like the American seven. Dental Association like get together in secret and say, "Okay, everyone can have Friday off"? I, I realize I'm doing like hack material here, but I genuinely wonder this. I do wonder too, and I yeah, I I, I feel like I I know that the stereotype of dentists is that they make a lot of money. And somehow I feel a lot of resentment at my dentist for taking Fridays Mm -hmm. off. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, we could probably do the same stuff they do, right? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. Matthew and I have been enjoying watching the fundamentals of photography. You know, I mean, many of us, Matthew and I included, are amateur photographers. Yes, sort, I'm sort of. I, for we example, am iPhone. a very bad one. I, I think I, Molly's I, a very good one. I, you don't have to be modest about this. I, I have really geeked out on it and I've really gone through periods of being super into it. And I have to say that I, I wish that I had known about these courses before I got started or when I was really getting started because. I have had to learn so much through trial and error that I could have learned from the great courses. Yeah, so we've been watching The Fundamentals of Photography, um, which is a course um, by a longtime professional photographer who works for National Geographic. Maybe you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he tells you it's it's many lectures and it goes into incredible detail. And, you know, he doesn't he doesn't bullshit. He tells you, like, you know, here's what you need for a great shot. Don't publish boring photos. You know, that uh, he makes it clear that you don't need a fancy camera to be a good photographer. You know, it's all about, uh, you know, how you frame the shot, whether you have good perspective, whether you have good light, whether you have something interesting to say with your photography. And he walks you through in great detail how to go from being a bad photographer to being a good one. And right now, as one of our listeners, you can start watching this or any of the great courses plus lectures for free. Yes, you will have access to over 8,000 fascinating video lectures. You could you could start watching uh, today. A few years from now, you'll be done, and you'll be the smartest person in the world. Um, you can pick up some new skills like wine tasting uh, or yoga or tai chi. Yep. You can be one of those people I see in the park all the time doing tai chi, and you can learn it from The Great Courses Plus. And you can stream lectures from your smartphone, your tablet, your TV. You can download the videos and watch them offline. You you have no excuse. Yes. So as one of our listeners, you will get unlimited access to all their courses free for one month when you sign up through our special URL, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk for one month free. Okay, so let's let's talk about, let's talk about arugula. Okay, cool. So uh, so hey, let's let's take the old stroll down memory lane. When did you first have arugula? I don't know. I when I say arugula, I also think of arugula. Yeah, the, the, cookie. the cookie. Yeah, arugula. Yeah, this is so confusing. 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly. Okay, we confused. should do a rugelach episode. Okay, I've, yeah, I've never made it. Me neither. It, it, I assume it's not hard to make. It's like a like a Jewish grandma thing to make, right? Or do you only buy it? I don't know. No, no, I think you can make it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So, when did you first have arugula? Um, I don't know. Probably in my early twenties would be my guess. Yeah, I I think I first had it in the nineties. That sounds right. I remember that that is coincidentally when I was in my early twenties. Ah, I was in my early twenties in the late nineties. Yeah. Um. I, you know, so I know I've talked. Have you ever missed an opportunity to remind listeners that that I'm older than you? I remember. So I've mentioned on the show before that my mom. We used to go to this place called Flips with the waiter with the cocaine fingernail. Do yep, you remember? I this was in Oklahoma do. City. And anyway, you know, my mom ordered this like whole wheat pizza with prosciutto and goat cheese or whatever. Okay. I think that it was on some sort of pizza like that that I first oh. heard of arugula. Well, let, let's. Let's get into that right away then, because that is probably my number one most favorite way to eat arugula is on a pizza. It is. I feel like it's the perfect foil for sort of the rich oiliness of melted cheese and and, and tomato sauce. It's the perfect oil foil. It is the perfect oil foil because it's peppery. It's green. It's got a little crunch to it. Uh, of course, it should never be cooked onto pizza. No, no, I I believe that it should be put on after. So, a cu- okay, first of all, when I my favorite pizza to to put arugula on is a a white sausage and onion pizza. So I'll, I'll uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's put, a like, good brush, idea. Brush the dough with with garlicky olive oil and uh, then put on some mozzarella and uh, and parmigiano and uh, and Italian sausage and onions that I've like just lightly sautéed. And then yes. when it comes, then when it comes out, throw you just throw a wriggle at it and run, and run away. <laughs> um, and so for that, do you? So uh, okay, hold on. I feel like most of us have come into contact with a. <laughs> I, I feel like the like CDC I'm, should I'm, be involved, I'm about right? To start talking about dermatitis exactly. or something. Now, um, so most of us know arugula as these little short leaves. They're maybe like four to five inches long. They're medium peppery. But anyway, my parents, after first encountering arugula, decided first to grow contact. it themselves because this was before there was any sort of grocery store in Oklahoma that would have carried arugula. Sure. And so, you know, in Oklahoma, it gets very hot in the summer. And when you grow arugula in a really hot climate, it gets more peppery than it would be in a cooler climate. So anyway, I quickly sort of got to know arugula in its sort of, I don't know, slightly more wild looking incarnation. These like longer leaves, they're sometimes a little spikier. They sometimes have kind of this big like tongue, like rounded (laughs) area at the end. There are many different types of arugula. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about like arugula in its wild phase, like, you know, it was it was staying out late. It was running with a tough crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It got a tattoo when it was underage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, missed curfew. So I've I've often bought arugula like in a bunch, like in the main mm-hmm. part of the produce section. I feel like I'm seeing that less and less because it's always available in the pre-washed salad section. I was going to say I pretty much never see it anywhere except in like the bagged or boxed lettuce section. Because they're both good. Sometimes I want the bunch kind that's a little more fully developed yeah, and it's hard to find. Is, um, so the bunch kind is something I usually see at farmer's markets and I've heard yes. it referred to as like rocket, which I think is what the what people who speak British English call arugula. Mm-hmm. But 
I think also, isn't it, isn't Rocket like a little bit different, like a wilder type of arugula as opposed to, I mean, it looks different. I think it's purely synonymous. I mean, I think there may be like a different kind that's more, more popular in the UK, Mm -hmm. uh, like a slightly different variety. But I think, you know, if uh, we we should, we should uh, go out on the street and see if we can find an English person. I think there are some in the neighborhood and bring them in here and say, what is this stuff? Yeah. So do you think most of what we're eating... Do you think most of what we're eating is like baby arugula? Is that why? I think so. Yeah. Um, This stuff's real little. I got to say, even this stuff from the grocery store. It's very good. It's very good. But I also have to say there's a part of me that's like, if I was like a kid, you know, playing outside and I picked a leaf of this and ate it, I would be like poison, 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 Mm -hmm. poison. Well, it is kind of uh, one of those things that's stereotypical grown-up food, I think, that, like, kids would make fun of parents for eating. Well... And yet my kid eats it. It's one of the only green things she likes. Oh, that's cool. So can we go and back by to cool, the... cool, I mean obnoxious. Yes, totally obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we go back to the pizza thing for a minute? Yeah. When you throw a handful of arugula at a pizza, do you... Is it just, like, absolutely plain, or do you, like, toss it with a little vinaigrette first? Um I think that the most, well, so when we do it at Delancey, we put it on plain mm-hmm. and we get this beautiful arugula from the farmer's market that's yeah. very precious and only available for a little while. Although we do also <laughs> sometimes just get it from like a, you know, an organic purveyor, not at the farmer's market. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, we just throw it on there. I think it would also be delicious with a little bit of olive oil and yeah, salt. It's really good both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I'll just do it plain because I'm too lazy to like whip up a vinaigrette or even like dress the leaves and then have mm-hmm. to wash all the oil off my hands. Yeah. The- um but uh, but it is nice. Yeah. It no, I I think that what would be ideal would be a very light application of olive oil and mm-hmm. some salt. If uh, I mean, because that's the thing with arugula anyway, you need to apply dressing pretty lightly, and I would argue that you really have to toss arugula salads with your hands. I because, feel that way about almost all. Well, any any real leafy salad. Yeah, I mean, I think romaine can withstand being beaten around by a pair of tongs. But uh, but I think that, you know, butter lettuce, all these sort of soft, uh, young lettuces, they all, you need to dress them with your hands. Which, uh, which vegetables are the most fun to, to mistreat? <laughs> oh, the most fun to mistreat. Well, I think a lot of people love to mistreat kale. Yeah. Oh, oh with the, I mean, like the massaging. Massage it. And the D- deep tissue. Deep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until, until all the cells bust open and yeah. just the juice comes pouring out. Um, like taking a stick of celery and snapping it, that's pretty, pretty satisfying. I never do that. Well, I don't, I don't do it well. You know what I do enjoy though? <laughs> I love snapping asparagus. Yeah, that's good. God, I Ooh, love that. I Ooh, like, and snapping green beans. Um, yeah, that's, I was going to say, um, like, uh, peas when you snap the end off and pull, Ooh, the, pull, the, pull string. the string. Pulls a string. Isn't that from some movie? Haven't we talked about this before? I think we have and I already <laughs> forgot what it was. I think it's from Ed Wood. That makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah, which I've seen once. And it was good, but I haven't seen it again since. Okay, so you wrote down... I wrote down a bunch of things from Wikipedia. The, you did. The arugula... Okay, first of all, the other, what it was that I texted you, I said, uh, arugula is, more, is much more exciting than I thought. And you, and you said, our friendship is getting more... more. I don't remember. Let's let's try and recreate from memory <laughs> this the texting that okay, we did. Okay, let's do it as a dialogue. Okay. I've learned a lot of interesting things about arugula. I'm excited for this episode. That wasn't what you said. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> drama, drama is, oh, is difficult. Okay, okay. I think what you said is, 
arugula, there are a lot of interesting things about arugula. And then you texted immediately afterward, I'm not being sarcastic. That's right. Thank and you. And I wrote back, our friendship gets more thrilling by the second. There we go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Can, yeah. Do you have like a, a in, in your head a complete archive of every conversation we've ever had? Because Of, of course okay. I do. Yeah, you're the most important person in my life, Matthew. Thank you. I remember everything ever, except um, any episode of this show. <laughs> Okay, because yeah, you may you may be called upon to testify at a trial. So um, could you like forget all of those things just in case? Sure. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, okay, so here's here's number one thing I learned uh, from Wikipedia uh, that arugula is sometimes conflated with Diplotaxis ten- tenuifolia, known as perennial wall rocket, <laughs> another plant of the Brassicaceae family that is used in the same manner. Wow. Perennial wall rocket. Perennial wall rocket. You know, like if a wallflower is someone who, how do you define wallflower? Um, I When you say wall, I don't think it's a word I've ever used. Me neither, because I don't really um, know how to use it. I mean, a wallflower is like someone who just like kind of leans against the wall at a party or a dance or something yeah. and, and doesn't pay attention to anybody. Well, also, and like, I understand there are perks associated with being one. <laughs> Isn't that the title of a book yes. or something? Uh, anyway, so what would a wall rocket be? Oh, okay, a wall rocket. <laughs> First of all, not to be confused with a walrus, which is often a mistake a lot of people make. A wall rocket would be someone who is starts as a wallflower, leaning like leaning against the wall, and then suddenly just like leaps off the wall and like throws themselves into the middle of the party and like, hello, it's me. Yeah, just like that. Um, I wish that was me. Me too. Me too. Uh, hold on. Here's something else interesting that you you discovered on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Grown as an edible herb in the Mediterranean era since. Grown as an edible herb in the Mediterranean area since Roman times. It was mentioned by various class. <laughs> Would you just read this, please? I don't know. Grown as an edible herb in the Mediterranean area since Roman times. It was mentioned by various classical authors as an aphrodisiac. See, it's hard to it's hard. Most famously in a poem long ascribed to Virgil, Moritum, which contains the line... At Venerus revocans eruca morantuum. Which means the rocket excites the sexual desire of drowsy people. So <laughs> AKA basically, wallflowers. So yes, basically, <laughs> if you invite somebody to a party okay. and they're being a wallflower, what you need to do is quickly whip up something with arugula mm-hmm. and, and or just, give it to them. Or just like wave it under their nose. It's not clear and how you're supposed to. it will to... excite their sexual desire and, and launch them into the, the scrum of people. <laughs> That's, that is the perfect definition of a wall rocket is someone who who launches themselves into the scrum when you least expect it. I don't think I've ever used the word scrum before. That was exciting. I can't think of a more perfect way to use it. I was very happy about that. Thank you. Thank you. So so you don't think there's any difference between like wild and not wild? I don't. I I think there probably is. I don't know that I've ever had true wild arugula. It looks different from this. I I believe you. Yeah. Um, You know, I've, I've really... I've only had whatever arugula someone fed to me. 
<laughs> or the kind that I bought in the salad section at QFC. Cool. Okay. So you wrote on here baby versus grown up. <laughs> I we, think is I, this a competition between different ages of humans? It's or? a new reality show. Yes, baby versus grown up. <laughs> and it always ends the same way and it's very upsetting. <laughs> The baby they, wins? Uh, no. I, I was thinking it was like a hand-to-hand combat show. Like, you know, <laughs> that show where, like, you know, what if a ninja fought a pirate? What if a sumo wrestler fought Wait, a, a gladiator? Show? Yeah, I don't remember what it's called or what network it's on. And I think I've only seen, like, a five-minute clip from it on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. Oh, we, we get everything <laughs> YouTube. from Wikipedia. And whatever we don't get from Wikipedia, we get from YouTube. So, so yeah, it's like a show where they where they do reenactments of, like, which, which, like, tough people from history would beat other tough people from history. Isn't that, like, celebrity deathmatch? It's like celebrity, it's like historical celebrity deathmatch. Let's say that's what the show is <laughs> called. So, anyway, I, I was thinking they're doing a spin-off called <laughs> baby, baby versus, versus grown, grown up, up. <laughs> where just a grown up and a baby just have to fight just wailing on each other <laughs> literally and <laughs> and i don't know i guess like baby teeth are very sharp so if the baby had teeth it could like get in there with those teeth i think the baby might have a chance yeah if it could get a big enough bite you know yeah or, the, or even just a tiny pinch. Or, or if teeth. the baby could like whip its diaper off. Yes. Um, like yes. The, the grown up would just run away. So, okay, but hold on. You wrote on the arugula agenda baby versus grown up. I think I just meant like the little kind you find in the salad section versus the slightly bigger kind you find in bunches. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Okay. So you wrote raw and cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how do you feel about cooked arugula? Because I, I like it. I haven't eaten it much. I'm sure I would like it. I mean, the most cooked I think I've ever had arugula is like, you know, the part that sort of wilts against a slice of hot pizza. Like like the way a wallflower wilts <laughs> against the wall. Because yeah. um, I, I made like the other night, I made a pasta. I don't even remember what else was in it, but I threw a bunch of arugula in and, and you know, sauteed it with, with olive oil and uh, it became part of the pasta sauce kind oh, of. That's, that's really smart. good. I like the thought of that. Um, Do you find that it gets more bitter? No, um, about the same, I think. Huh. Uh, it does. It doesn't. I mean, because I mean, it's getting intensified because it's losing its water, but at the same time, like it's getting kind of rounded out by the oil. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Okay. So, what else do you do with arugula besides you know putting it on pizza, making it into a salad? Here's the number. The second most common thing that I do with arugula. Okay. Um. It is a steak salad. I think it's from Cook's Illustrated. Uh, it's really simple. Uh, you you cook a steak, uh, you slice the steak, and then you serve it on top of a bed of arugula and then drizzle a lemon vinaigrette over it that has like some parsley and raw garlic in there. Oh. Uh, and then you kind of just toss everything together at the table. That sounds amazing. It's so good and so easy. Wow. Cool. Okay. That sounds really good. So we'll 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 give you the recipe for that. Uh, I don't need. I'm not. We're not going to be a recipe for pizza. Just take your favorite pizza and throw some arugula at it. Yeah, like I, like you're competing in in grown up baby versus grown up. <laughs> yeah, just use your instincts. Um, I I don't think I really do anything with arugula that involves a recipe. Generally, uh-huh. I mean, I I buy it and use it in salad. I feel like when I get really great arugula, like from the farmer's market or whatever, and it's like extra peppery, yeah. um, that I I just put either a really basic Dijon vinaigrette on or 
somehow, like, I, I, I don't know. I think there's, so there's a real art to dressing greens. There is a real art to dressing. <laughs> there's a real art to dressing greens simply with just lemon and olive oil and salt. And when I get it right, it is so fucking delicious. Uh-huh. And I think arugula is the perfect place to just do a simple, simple dressing like I that. I do too. Yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. Like, you know, I will I will like make the steak salad one night and there'll be half a thing of arugula left and I'll just do like the simplest salad with it the next day and serve it with whatever. It's so good. Today's episode was brought to you by Third Love. Third Love is the lingerie brand that uses real women's measurements to design great fitting bras. And you can go on their website and spend 30 seconds taking a quick questionnaire and they'll tell you what size they think you want. They'll send it to you. You'll try it out for free. Just pay two ninety nine for shipping. Yeah, wait. Can I? Can I? Can I interject something oh, really quick? Absolutely. So recently, I um I asked Third Love if I could try one of their their twenty four seven lace balconette bras. It's a it's a demi bra. I'm very familiar with it. Um. Anyway, and I first got it, and you know, it didn't quite fit right. I sent it back with a request for a different size. They sent it to me really quickly, and it fits beautifully. Awesome. I'm so psyched. I love this bra. I'm wearing it today. How do I look? You look terrific, as always. Great. And uh, you, listeners, should go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk, and you'll look terrific, too. Okay, hold on. One last thing. Uh, wow, this sounds like um, a nice way to close out the show, It really show, does. Matthew. It, with a little digestive. A little digestivo. So there is a sweet, peppery, digestive alcohol called Rucolino, and it's made from rocket on the island of Ischia in the Gulp of, Gulp of, Gulp of Naples. <laughs> oh, man. I'm calling my, my wine bar the Gulp of Naples. <laughs> I've been to Ischia, and I don't really? believe I had Rucolino. This sounds great. Uh, did you notice? We, okay, first of all, we, we said we said digestif, the uh, the French version. <laughs> you said digestivo, and then you read the definition, which included the, the term digestive alcohol, which is the least appetizing <laughs> phrase I've ever heard. On the other hand, gulp of Naples sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, you can find us on Facebook.com at facebook.com/spilledmilkpodcast. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you can you can find us. Uh, we'll be hanging out after the show at the Gulp of Naples, just j- drinking some uh, like Alianico and. Um, <laughs> Is that is that a kind of wine? I don't know where I got uh, yeah, that but from. Hold on, let me think about what. Okay, uh, what about? Okay, because it's really important. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Okay, and uh, you can find us at uh, spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll post the uh, steak salad recipe. Uh, and uh, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, that'd be great. Please, um, our producer, who we who we cannot thank enough and do not thank enough because we usually forget, is Abby Circatella. And until next time, uh, I'm grown up. <laughs> I'm baby. <laughs> I hardly even notice being sick anymore because I'm just yeah. sick all the time. No, I didn't. I had no idea this was going to be a thing. Like, I knew my kid was going to have a runny nose all the time, but I didn't know I was going to. When does it get better? If I had known that, I wouldn't have had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> when, when does it get better? <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.